shit off, wipe away tears. It's me, my friends make an appearance. One, two, three, four, it's the fearless. What's up, y'all? This is Kitty Fun. I am your host. You're listening to The Fearless, where I interview my entertainer buddies about anxiety and how to deal with it and all, a lot of other stuff. I actually started this to raise mental health awareness in a time that we could actually use it, but as I've started interviewing people, I realize it's more so a celebration of the resilience of humans. And with that being said, today's episode is with the lovely Dwayne Murphy Jr. He is a stand-up comedian producer based in Chicago. He's funny, he's charming, and we also went on a date once, you know, before gay happened. (laughs) On my end, (laughs) that is plot twist. Uh, But I'm interested to see if he remembers the date. Uh, I don't know if it... Anyway, so if you're not into podcasts or or you're not an audio learner audit uh, is that the right and you're more of a visual person i recommend uh, going on to my youtube because there's a bunch of exclusive content that's not going to be on here and it could be more your speed <laughs> i really did the most with that youtube video and there's heartwarming music underneath it so also i feel like i have to <laughs> keep making like a bajillion majillion uh disclaimers but uh, i did an interview over zoom you know the sound's not going to be as great as you're listening to my voice right now but uh this is the world we're living in let's hear from our sponsors Sponsors, let's hear from my sponsors. Sponsors, would you could you give me money? I just wanna watch it. I don't need much, just a podcast and an Oscar. My own interest here from my motherfucking sponsors. Tell me, tell, just, just tell me that's not a bop. B O P P P P P P P P. That's a bop. This episode is sponsored by, honestly, nobody. Because I am doing it through this amazing platform called Anchor. They haven't officially sponsored me, but I'm just going to go ahead and uh, First Amendment this. What Anchor does is really awesome. Like you could just decide you want to make a podcast. You sign up. It's completely free. They set you up. They download you to Spotify for free. I mean sign me up and I already did that's why we're here today as someone who has released music to Spotify through an, a beautiful service called TuneCore if there's any singer songwriters out there who are freelancing it honey I see you I see you I see you TuneCore is an awesome one to do I'm also not sponsored by that <laughs> I guess I'm just um not making money I guess <laughs> Anchor usually does set you up with a sponsor and they'll probably set me up with a sponsor on this video too. I just have to upload it, which is a whole thing. And it's 1230 at night, y'all, the day before the release. Let's just get to the friggin' podcast, right? I mean, let's see if he remembers if we that one time that we went on a date um, because apparently I do. And just, 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 just disclaimer, it's cringy. I know. I know. Whatever. You be the judge. (laughs) And also, I don't know if he remembers, but we went on a date once. We did. I remember that date. I do. Okay, let's see. Let's see your version (laughs) of the story, Dwayne Murphy Jr. Uh, I thought everything was going well. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't. I don't. I, again, that's my recollection. I actually thought we had. I thought we had a good time. Um, I um. We what did we do? We went to an escape room with some of my coworkers. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that was a fun. Friend, I think we a friend date for a first date. That's interesting. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> we did do that. 
uh, well, I can't, what, we met, I don't think we planned on doing the, uh, I don't know if we planned on doing the escape room at first. I think it came, did it come up? It came naturally. We were weren't we yeah. at Dick's? We were at Dick's. Yeah, we went, we went, we at this, co- well, we, no, I met you at this coffee shop. And then no, we, we met at the mall. Yeah, some, it was somewhere. It was, it was, it wasn't at Dick's, but we went to Dick's. Um, that's and then I remember at the mall, you were telling me how much you loved weed. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing, absolutely. This is great. The guy, yes. he's doing, he's doing his work. For oh, here we week. go. Why don't you just light one up, just in honor of oh. our first date? You know what I mean. In honor of our first date. You know what I mean. Here's yes. hope. Here's, our, yeah, here's for, hope our for first a second. and last date. <laughs> first and last. <laughs> oh well. Oh well, Dwayne, you tried. Okay, so I remember. Here's what I remember. I remember that. Um, it was fun. It was fun. Um, but towards the end, you started talking about your girlfriend, your ex-girlfriend, <laughs> and, oh. and how and how you weren't over her, and that you and then I ended up giving you advice about like how you should. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, it's fine. It's totally fine. I'm like super gay now, but like at the time I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, <laughs> you know, I was super open to it, and and it was so. It was so interesting. I, but I, I liked it because then I knew that we were kind of friends that way. Some first dates ended friendship. People yeah. don't want that. Yeah, it was totally fine. Like, I, I definitely, um, and yeah, again, I, and obviously, if that made you uncomfortable, I apologize in retrospect. No. I think when I first moved to Chicago, um, and I might have told you a little bit about this, like, leaving New York, I was escaping a lot of things. Um, and uh, the fallout from that relationship was one of those things and I um I know I tried to jump into a social life very very fast mm. um because I just I didn't know anybody and I wanted to not big uh, big city and everything you want to go yeah. remark really fast mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so yes yeah, so I know that I had I had that issue you know what I mean I ended up I think I ended up in a relationship not too long after oh really um, that date happened yeah I dated this girl for like a year like a year and a half a year wow um, yeah and uh that was something that came up over and over again too. Like, it was, uh, you know, a lot of uh, I. There was a lot of me I hadn't worked on, um, mm. and when I came here, even even though I felt like I I was I was good, but it was a lot of like I couldn't, you know, you saw it. Like for some reason, I just couldn't let that go. You know what I mean? There were just some things about that relationship I put a lot of um, hope and expectations for. Uh, and then when it fell apart, that was kind of the first time I really had my heart broken like that. I've been, you know, I've been rejected before, you know, hey, you know, I've been, you know, turned, you know, whatever. It's just life has happened. So for some reason, baby. it felt like that one just hurt. You know what I mean? Well, what uh, happened? I, I, it was so long ago. What happened? Man, we were trying to do the distance thing. Um, that was something. Uh, I, so at the time, my best friend at the time, you know, I've been friends with this guy since high school through college. You know, we lived together. We were youth pastors together. I think you knew that I was a youth pastor. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we uh, did that. Think, I'm sorry to interrupt, but do you think that, mm-hmm. do you ever think you'd get back into youth pa- pastoring? Oh, my gosh. Uh, huh, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. You know, if you ask my dad, it's that it's bound to happen. My dad's like, it's going to happen, son. Don't even worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I just don't know, man. Like, you know, the, the thing that I... Uh, the reason I walked away from it was because I just like, um, I was trying to invest in these kids, but I, I didn't feel like I was, uh, I just didn't feel like I was ready to be in that position. You know what I mean? 
oh, I still yeah. want it, you know? Um, I, I, I was very, taught... uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> I once no, taught sorry. after school drama uh, to children. Mm -hmm. And what you were saying was just like, I, where you didn't feel like you were in like the position to even be telling kids how to live their life, even if you're just teaching them a subject. It's like, because you, yeah. why am I teaching impressionable minds when I'm still a kid myself mm -hmm. and I need to get my shit together and not in front of these children? Because that would be weird if I was just piling all my shit together in front of, yeah. like, like in, in front of kids. Yeah. And I had to like, and it was weird because like, if I was working with like the smaller kids, it was easier. But I worked with the teenagers a lot, um, like then the older teenagers. So it's like as soon as they see a chink in your armor, they're gonna be like, "Oh, you ain't, you ain't for real." So it was like, and like I was trying to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to balance comedy too. So now I'm living this dual life where I'm a comedian. I'm out in the streets. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a comedian. I'm out in the streets. You know, if you were to run into me uh, out in the club or at the bar, which could easily happen. I was living. I wasn't. I was living in Albany at the time. It wasn't like a big town. Albany, New York. Albany, New York. I was living. Oh my God, that's where my friend Kathleen lives. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, but I, uh, I was living out there, and so it was like, if any of them had run into me, um, or seen me, like immediately, I go from being, you know, youth pastor, uh, you know, Dwayne to, uh, dude at the bar who was, you know, drinking a beer, you know, like or smoking. Ah, you know I mean? So I, you, know. you were a, a bad boy youth pastor. Yeah, I was. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was that I was that dude. I'd roll in, you know, I'd roll in the church with my sunglasses and stuff, you know what I mean? Probably because I was hung over and everything. <laughs> and I'm just chilling, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and the adults knew. And the thing was, like, you know, obviously I I I I I felt like I did a good job keeping those things separate. You know what I mean? It got harder and harder. Um, and and then it got to a point where I decided to shift to a different church. I felt like I could help more people at this church that was closer to me. And that was something that the people at my former church didn't get behind. So it really had a lot to do with the people, um, had a lot to do with just, uh, that had really had, didn't have anything to do with what I was teaching these kids. I think I just could, I, I, I got caught up in how people treated me, which isn't necessarily the best reason to quit something like that, but how did it, it got me. You? It's just, uh, you know, um, it, uh, how, how can I describe it? Uh, you know, a lot of churches feel like, you know, they're doing great work, um, but no one, but they're the only ones doing it right. Mm. You know? Is that where that word self-righteous comes into play? Yes. 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 So that's where I was at. Like, I felt like I was, the work that you were asking me to do as, um, you know, a uh, a Christian, uh, you know, uh, where you were asking me to touch people in different lives. Like they were asking us to go to the inner city. This first church I was at was out in the suburbs. They were asking us to go to an inner city. So I actually moved into the inner city of Albany. Um, and there was a church in there that I resonated with and I wanted to help out. So I felt like I did what they asked me to do in the, in the greater picture, but simply because I didn't want to work with this mm. organization, you know, they, they took it kind of personally. So you thought you were doing their version of the Lord's work, but then it ended up still making them unsatisfied? Yeah, because it wasn't with them. You know what I mean? I see. So they want, so and not all churches are like this, but they this specific church wanted you to help them and them only. But right, like, right. But yeah, yeah, they wanted to feel like they were my resource and that I was always going to need them 
You know what I mean? Mm. When what the message of church, what most people understand is we're all taught that we need Jesus. We're all taught we need the Lord. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I'm trying to spread that one. You know what I mean? So right. hey, hey, everybody has different people fall out with churches in different ways, man. I'm, and that church is still like, you know, still running. It wasn't, I'm not, it wasn't evil. I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to, yeah. it's not an evil place. Those are a lot of very good people. Um, yeah, yeah. it's just, that was the dynamic that fell out when I, uh, when I stepped out of the church and everything like that. Yeah. So. That's, that's really interesting that you say that because the, yeah, the perspective of Jesus and God is like, it's love. And Jesus had so many disciples and they were all over the place. And he, yeah. he, I mean, I haven't like extensively read the Bible, but I'm in the middle of it and, um, it's a big book. Okay. And, <laughs> and yeah, pretty big, pretty big book. It's, pretty big, it's pretty big. And it seemed like he moved, he was moving, like he wasn't staying stagnant. And yeah. I was watching the sermon the other day, who you, I think you'd really like. I'm going to send it to you after this. He was saying, our God is a God of movement. Like, he wants us to keep going. You know, mm-hmm. he wants us to keep going. But yeah, at, you at should. the same time, we also have to sit in our emotions, too, which can be really frightening. Mm-hmm. It can be. Um, it definitely can be. So, I mean, so that was, so I'm glad you said sit in my emotions. That brings back to what was going on with that relationship. So thank you. Uh, See, I knew yeah, it was gonna man. come back. I knew it was gonna come back. <laughs> we are professionals. You we know are what I'm professionals, saying? baby. Yes. Uh, so I, uh, but so when I, you know, me and him were, uh, you know, friends and stuff like that. So but basically, his high school sweetheart, you know, the girl he had like kind of grown up with. I would always call her Topanga. That was my big joke. I'll call her Topanga. Uh, like kind of <laughs> came back into his life, and. Um, I started dating her best friend. So we had like two best friends, two best friend thing happening, right? Now, obviously, I'm doing the distance thing. At this point, I had moved back to New York City. Um, his, you know, the, the, the girls were living in Boston. And, uh, and then we were trying to maintain that relationship. It just got harder, you know what I mean? When we were together, things were fine. Um, things were really great. When we were apart, um, it was difficult because, you know, we wanted to be together. And I think I was the first time I let myself uh, fall in love with somebody. Like, mm-hmm. I definitely dropped that on her. Um, I dropped that on her. Yeah, because, you know, that was, that's what old That's an interesting way to say you fell in love with someone. I dropped my love on her and she reacted. <laughs> well, people, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess when you're trying to tell somebody how you feel about them, like, sometimes that's, a lot of times that's what it feels like. You know what I mean? Like if you share uh, a feeling, you know, let's say, I, you know, even if it's an I like you or, you know, or even if it's I want to go out, like something like that. For some reason, it, it feels like that's news you had to drop as opposed to like something you wanted to share. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Based off that person's reaction. Like when I said, I would like when I said I love you to her, like, and it, and it, it just happened uh, kind of, I, I, like I remember like when it happened, like I, I like, because I didn't even like, it wanted to like the words just came out you know what i mean like we were just talking i was just like blah, 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 i love you and i remember when it said it, i was like oh like you know what i mean and she was like oh and uh you know what <laughs> that'd I mean? be so hilarious if when you actually did say i love you you just went oh oh and then just back and forth o's for about 10 That's, minutes until it she was it, back. Yeah. it felt like 10 it was it maybe even like 30 seconds but we i definitely was like oh well, that's really vulnerable. Like that. Telling someone yeah. you love them is, is, is so, I call it sticky. It's just vulnerable. It's like when you're uh-huh. in a humid place and you don't like humidity. It's just like oh, most yeah. people aren't used to stickiness in their life. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, you're right. And, you know, to Are you have getting more that... coffee? Huh? Are you getting more coffee? 
Of course. Why okay. would I not get more coffee? Well, then in that uh, case, coffee breaks. Yes. Uh, but like, yeah, it, it is like, and I, I hate doing that. And I know like, uh, you know, I have people be like, you know, you gotta be, you gotta be, you know, people, I don't know if people tell you this, they're like, you gotta be a little more picky. You gotta be a little more, uh, to, you can't just, um, you know, put all that out there and everything. And I'm like, well, I didn't, I didn't plan on doing that. Like it just happened. Okay. Wait, how long were you guys dating when, before you said, I love you? Uh, oh man. Um, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. A few weeks, maybe a month or so. Um, our relationship started out us texting a lot. Um, at the start of things we were, you know, and then we texted and talked on the phone probably for like six months or so. And then we dated. Um, and I think I said, I love you within like a month or so of us dating. Wait, so the relationship like kind of started long distance. Yeah. Even it though started you long distance. In, you lived in the same place, but you were you were communicating as if you were long distance already. Oh so, yeah. Well it yeah, well there's more um there's more complications. She wasn't from Albany, she was from California. And then it, yeah, it was just a lot of there was a lot of movement happening in everybody's lives and we were trying to make a relationship happen. And uh neither one of us was ready. I think neither one of us was really keen to the fact that we needed to focus on our transitions in life instead of trying to be in a relationship. You know what I'm saying? Because there's stuff that I didn't want to give up. There's stuff that she didn't want to give up. Um, and that became more and more clear, you know, as we dated longer. Because, you know, it just the subject of one of us relocating to be with the other would come up very, very often. And it just didn't seem like either one was ready to give up their uh for yeah for, it didn't seem like either one was ready to give up the life that they had for the other you know what i'm saying do you and, think uh, like relationships you have to sacrifice in order to even be in them or to think about being in them you gotta have some you got i mean sacrifice and comp sacrifice compromise there you know what you what you quickly come to understand is that you have to make some decisions based off the fact that another person is in your life too you know what i mean mm -hmm. when you're single you're like i want to do this you know do i want to do this do i not want to do this you know you have a lot of freedom to what that with the good thing you have a lot of freedom to make moves and decisions go places move places do anything take jobs whatever because you're just thinking about you you know what i mean all i got to think about is me and, and that's it uh for the first time i was making decisions and i had to think about somebody else that was in my life you know Right. And, uh, you know, with that first relationship, I thought that the feelings that I had was going to be enough uh, for us to, uh, you know, work through what we were working through and eventually get to a good side. Because, you know, we, we, we both made each other feel good. Obviously, we were good people to each other. Uh, so that's so interesting that you said that, that the feelings weren't enough because I I've said that a million times because I've been like sometimes love is not enough I've been in relationships where I love the person but that sometimes that's not enough and you think maybe it's the wrong kind of love that's not enough the unconditional mm -hmm. love the love that we just have day to day if you get it from religion if you if you get it from the, your passions in life your family your responsibilities those can be enough but like sometimes yeah. the love for another person is not enough it's not enough man like you you fall for them um and i can i can speak for myself man like i know because it's very hard for me to like decide that i really like somebody too mm -hmm. which i apologize if you felt 
like uh you know oh my I, god you know. Dwayne, no be quiet i brought that up as as because it was a funny little icebreaker okay it is a fun icebreaker but yeah i know that i'm very you guarded so uncomfortable you were like oh god please don't paint this picture of me I'm like the wall look i put the wall up a lot <laughs> all right i'm usually like the dude from uh home improvement i'm usually standing behind the wall uh, i don't think i watched home improvement oh it was a good show tim allen uh oh yeah he, yeah but yeah, I, so I um, I felt like that was, I felt like those feelings were enough. They weren't. Um, obviously, we fell apart. And then when we fell apart, now here's where I messed up. And I think this is something I have to acknowledge because a lot of guys do this, uh, whether they are, uh, a lot of guys do this. You know what I mean? I'm ready. Uh, Let you, me hear it. You break Let up with somebody or some kind of relationship ends or even if you're talking to somebody and then they don't want to talk to you anymore or, you know, you get ghosted and stuff, it hits your ego. Like it does. It hits your ego pretty hard. You know what I mean? As a guy, because I, you know, speaking for me, I felt like, and this is how I knew I wasn't in the healthiest part of this relationship. Right. I got this girlfriend now and I just felt like I won. You know what I mean? Cause mm -hmm. I was at this point for so long feeling like, man, I wasn't going to be in a relationship. You know, I had some girl a long time ago tell me no one was ever going to date me. And like that sat with me for years. So, yeah. That was, yeah. That was Are you things. kidding? Um, yeah. How old were uh, you? I was 19. You were 19 and some, excuse me, father, but bitch told you that no one is ever going to date you? Yeah, she said no one's ever going to date you, man. No one's ever going to see you uh, as like a desirable person, man. You're just too uh, weird, too goofy. Like you just like, I'm sorry, you're just not attractive. Like straight up, like that's what she told me. she was saying, nobody's going to love you for yourself. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. going to love you for who you are. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope this woman got therapy. It's all I feel like. <laughs> I, I I I haven't looked her up in a long time. I'm not going to because I'd be very unhealthy. I don't know what she's doing right now. Dude, I hope she uh, listens to this and she realizes <laughs> her ways. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, you know, I mean, I'm dripping in this Dick Slash Resort hoodie, baby. You know what I'm saying? She's gonna be like, "Oh, stop! I missed out." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, she definitely missed out. I'm a cash. So I yes, you uh, are. But, yes, yeah. But do you when you say that? Because I know a lot of people in mm -hmm. the showbiz, they they exude almost a fake confidence. And this is coming from someone who used to do this, right? So like, mm -hmm. do you genuinely mean it when you say I'm a catch? Yeah, I do. Okay, um, good. <laughs> and I'll, again, that that come along with the uh, the thirty thing, man. That's a that's a confidence I can honestly admit I may have only just had in myself in the last two or three weeks you know what right. i'm saying a lot of it had to do with i mean i don't know I won't, I won't rehash the whole thing but just i went very far to try and save my friend you know what i mean like i i i i did a lot you know what i'm saying and i mean i now i'm no hero it's not all about me he's got a family and they they, they want to grieve too so i don't i don't want to take that position or whatever but i just know how far i'm willing to go for somebody that i care about you know? so, yeah that i love man so like if you're not like, if you don't like me, I can't, that's not my problem. You know what I'm saying? It's really not. I, like, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? You don't understand who I am and what I'm willing to do for somebody like you. And if you're not willing to take the time to find that out, you know what I mean? When I put, you know, if I'm willing to give the time to you, but you're not willing to give the time to me, then that's you. It's not me. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's for so long that would, for so long, if I put the time in and that person wasn't interested, I'd be like, damn, Dwayne, ah, you did it again, man. You, you did something, you said something. You fuck. Oh, you act. What's yourself. wrong what with you? It? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with yeah. me? I yeah, used to but, do the exact same thing. Yeah. Exact same thing. So, but yeah, I'm a catch. So, 
I, uh... are, you are, you are, you are funny. You are nice. You are the first person I was like, I need to get him on this podcast. Cause not only are you interesting, but you're oh. smart and wise. Cause we discussed that there is a, there is a difference. There is a difference. Yes, there is. And you're so talented. You're so talented. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to smoke weed again. Uh. Yours and and you get uncomfortable uh, when I compliment you, which is a humble thing. Now, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm taking it all in. Oh, oh, mm. you're absorbing it for later. Oh, Put it in the I spank am. bank. Put it in the spank bank, and then later you just go. In like <laughs> it's like, yeah, Dwayne. Oh, you're so talented. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if you had a poster of yourself above your bed just for those romantic nights alone. <laughs> Look, man, you gotta treat yourself, okay? <laughs> oh, I make love to me, all right? Dude, That's what's up here. <laughs> speaking of making love to yourself, have you heard mm -hmm. of this thing that people do? I got I, some other female comedian I watched who was talking mm -hmm. about it. It's where you kind of, it's like masturbation uh, manifestation or something. So you like okay. masturbate to something that you want, like a visual of something you want. Like, let's say, um, you really want, uh, yeah, I don't know, a, a brand new car or something. Mm -hmm. And then you just like, you just like, you know, to the image of that. And apparently by putting up, apparently by putting out the, uh, the release of your body, you send it into the world that you're going to get it. Okay. Uh, no, I haven't heard unpack. of that. It's a that's lot, a lot to, unpack. to unpack. But maybe that's something that you <laughs> can do later. I mean, we're learning things. About, we are learning things. Um, I mean, yes. that's what this podcast is all about, right? We're just trying yeah. to bring into the world things that they can do to help with their shit. Yeah. And but I can't, like, I don't know if, like, it'd be weird, like, if I, because, all right, so I want a Netflix special. So, like, if I'm going, if I'm masturbating to a Dave Chappelle special, people just going to think I'm masturbating to Dave Chappelle. <laughs> So it's like no, I, you don't. You don't. I don't think they. Do Listen, I don't think they mean that you actually should masturbate to Dave Chappelle's. Uh, what's that? He he had a. He was a. There was like this uh, honoring. Did you see? That? Oh, Mark Twain. Yeah, his Mark, Mark Twain. Yeah, Mark. this me masturbating to his <laughs> Mark Twain. <laughs> I gotta stop doing that. Um, but no, seriously, because but but there's also Bradley Cooper's there, and like there was yeah. some women. So like maybe they're like, oh, he's just a he's just a bisexual comedian who wants. He's going after what he wants. Hey, um, you know, Dave no, but I, don't too. That, I don't think they mean that you're supposed to <laughs> do that. I think there's you're supposed to imagine it in your head. Of okay. You actually, so visualize. I, I got it. I honestly, I can totally see you having a special, and it's probably right around the river bend. Just around the river bend, baby. Just I was watching Cody Hines on that. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get to to the actual content of this product. Product. Yes, ma'am. Uh, podcast. Um, what's your relationship with anxiety? Hmm um it is i don't know i as uh it's one that i kind of deny that i have oh my god same yeah uh i think that that is it uh because i didn't you know you just don't want to seem like again and that gets back to the uh that i love you thing man you don't want to seem vulnerable you don't want to seem like you have something wrong with you that you can't even like put a finger on you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying uh I get very uh, caught up. So to the perfect uh, like sort of window into where like my mental health or like kind of where my, my brain would take me. So that relationship that I told you that fell apart that I was still holding on to was a very, uh, it, uh, the, the process of getting over that took about 
it took years. You know what I mean? It took years because it was there were things I didn't want to let go of. You know what I mean? I kept at the start of it what I was doing wrong, and which I was trying to say earlier was I kept pressing her to tell me why she didn't want to talk to me anymore or just tell me why you know you know what i mean like i thought if i could get like a an answer it would uh clear up my thought process and it would make me fine you know what i mean um i wasn't getting that answer so where i started doing was you start i start creating scenarios you know what i'm saying you start creating ideas and then these ideas are solely fiction but you get so emotionally invested in them you know what I mean? Right, and, and you're something. a creative, so you're all you're super imaginative anyway. So the, add yeah. that to the mix, and that's just cr- like the stuff. It's like so many different scenarios that could have went down. I was talking to somebody about uh, there was one time I was with her, and we we were eating wings, and she made a joke about me about how I was eating my wings because I, you know, I I I, eat, I I love wings, so I really dig into them, and I like um, for like a mo- for a long time I would think about. Was was it those wings that ruined this relate? Like, was that the moment? Stop. <laughs> that the glass shattered. <laughs> was this like a sincere thing? Like, you're like, was it the way I ate wings that made yeah. my girlfriend decide I was not worthy of her time and love anymore? Yeah, and then, but then, you know, but then she was miserable for another, you know, five because we dated for like six months so it's like you know that the wings thing happened in like the first month or two so i was like then she just didn't tell me for like five months and let it fester and then she you know and like and bought me a birthday gift and like all this stuff man How, like it was, you're gonna bring a birthday gift to my birthday and yeah. on my birthday my birthday party you're gonna bring a, have you seen that yeah tyler the creator yeah. mm-hmm. um no it was definitely the wings i think i think now in our retrospection um it was definitely the wings it was the wings right. mm-hmm. it, it was, was the wings, wings. No, but that's so that's so interesting that you say that because yeah. <laughs> because we we as humans like first off we always overcomplicate shit right but mm-hmm. we always want to put our blame onto something else like the wings when my mom died and I and it was like I went to therapy for the second time around when I was twenty three right and this was finally a good therapist like she was a hybrid she was like a hippie but with a PhD you know how we <laughs> like yeah. them yeah and, we like them. Um, I, for, for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and I was so burned with doing, writing in journals. I was doing everything right. And I, mm-hmm. I was trying so hard. I was just trying so hard to get her to put a mental uh, diagnosis on me. And one day I, I was in session and she was like, I, and I said, please, like, if you could just tell me what's wrong with me. If you could just say like, oh, I drive borderline personality disorder. Do I have like clinical depression? Do I have anxiety or something? And she straight up was like, how is me? giving you a mental diagnosis going to help you grieve the loss of your mother. Mm-hmm. We always put uh, another problem on top of another problem as if that's yeah. the solution. But we, we were so afraid to get to the core of why we are the way we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and because like, that's scarier than anything else, man. Cause you don't want to see yourself you're so afraid you're gonna see yourself in a light that is you're, that it's gonna make you uh, uh, ashamed or feel guilty. You just ignore yourself completely, and that's even worse. You know what I mean? The neglect is really what makes it worse. You start acting like these problems aren't there. You start acting like, oh, like I'm not a, you know, I'm just, you know, if I can just, if I can maybe if I can just temper some of these feelings and you know turn them, put them into a vice of some sorts or whatever, that'll help me you know, move past it, or, you know, it's just a phase I'm going through, you know, phase, 
or you feel ashamed. Like, you know, you worry some older people are gonna be like, you don't know what I went through back in my, it's like all these things that a lot of people like just let swirl around in their brains, man. And it, it just, it just makes you stagnant. You know what I'm saying? So now you're just like, damn, I don't even know where to go now. You know what I mean? There's right. so many times I've been on the phone, like with my mother, my father, uh, other people. I'm just like, I don't know where I'm going. You know what I'm saying? And that would frustrate me more than anything because it would just be like, shouldn't I know? You know what I mean? It's my life. Shouldn't we know everything at all Mm -hmm. times? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's, that's, it almost seems, what you're saying, it sounds like when your head's swirling around and you don't know, it's almost like anxiety on top of anxiety. It's like Mm -hmm. you can have anxiety about anxiety. Yeah. Where it gets to the point because this is a part of you that you don't necessarily like, that -hmm. you're willing just to ignore it in order to cope with it. Yeah, well, it's like you don't under and you don't understand it, so you don't. You right. feel like because it's you, you should be able to fix it. You oh know what I'm God, there's so much responsibility on us all the time, mm-hmm. and that's why this yeah. quarantine. I know I'm gonna like this unpopular opinion, but I feel like this is the first time where we don't have the pressure from society because everybody's mm-hmm. in the same position. The only pressure we're fighting, the only war we're fighting, is the war within ourselves. Which ultimately, if you look at the the Gandhi quote, where uh, "Be the change you want to see in the world," right? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, if we change ourselves, we can move forward with everyone else around us. And that's why therapy and like acknowledging what you've got going on inside your mind is so important. Yeah. 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 I was, uh, so I, a big thing that, that was helping me, you know, cause I've told you, I felt like at least in the last few weeks and I'm not saying I'm, I'm done with my battle. I think it's a lifelong battle. You got to constantly remind yourself of, um, you know, that it's not all on you. Uh, a big thing that helped me like, you know, with losing my friend, you know, I found myself in a position where I had to tell the story of what happened over and over and over again. You know what I'm saying? And for a lot of people, they would probably be like, oh, you probably don't want to talk about that. You don't want to talk about that. And it wasn't easy to keep talking about. But each time I did and, you know, you walk through the scenario of what happened and everything like that, as hard as it was, it was like it, it just was that much easier. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like now I have a recollection, I'm bouncing off of somebody, I have a feedback from somebody, you know, that's going to tell me, hey, you know, you did everything you could. Like I said, like I just said earlier, I did, you did everything you could. You were there, you took these steps, you, you know, you blah, 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 this, that, and the third, man, there was nothing else you could control. And I think that's where the anxiety, the, the core of all that anxiety comes from, is us just wanting to control it and being upset that we can't. It all comes down to control issues. So when you have anxiety and you also really, you know, you're a career driven person, Dwayne, and so am I. So when we have anxiety at the same time, it's like these two things that are super conflicted. Do you feel Mm -hmm. like anxiety gets in the way of your career at any point? Uh, yeah, I definitely think that think so. Um, because I think it, it 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 forces me to make decisions, um, based off of, you know, what I expect is going to happen you know, at said opportunity, as opposed to just like taking that chance and then seeing what happens afterwards. You know what I mean? I've mm-hmm. definitely turned things down or, um, you know, made decisions to be like, all right, like, for example, okay, this is, this is a decision, right? We took that acting class together and then yeah. I didn't take another one. You know what I'm saying? I didn't take another well, one. Well, obviously, because I wasn't going to be in it. Well, I mean, you know, you know, after 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 I broke your heart, I didn't want to like, you know. Oh my God, bitch! You think that you can break this heart? That's my I, job. I am, I am the catch. I know, I upset, but I uh, so I 
I didn't take another one, man. And the reason I didn't take another one is because I was so anxious about the fact that, you know, if what if I take this class and it gets in the way of like my job? Or what if I take this class and it starts getting in the way of this? Mm, what you know if what I'm game? The what yeah. if, the, the what if game all of a sudden. It's, you know, it's not even a fun game. <laughs> no, no, man. Did you, did you even enjoy acting? I loved it. I loved, loved I, it. I, I loved it. I still do, man. Acting is something that I, I really do enjoy. Um, and, you know, obviously I would love to, I want to keep doing, um, but then I stopped because I was just like so afraid of, I, I, I knew I was good at it. Uh, I knew that I loved doing it, but I was so afraid of my responsibilities falling apart if I was doing this, that I just stopped doing it. You know what I mean? And that was a decision I kept, and that was just like, cause rain ringing in my head that probably dates back to even when I was in school, man, like having uh, people around me, like, you know, when you want to make decisions for where you want to go in life. When I went to college, right, and I say this, obviously, you know, and I don't, I don't want to make my, like, I'm not making my mom a bad guy. I won't say this, like, you know, because she supports everything that I do. I remember at the time, like, feeling deep down that I wanted to major um, in, um, like, the theater and entertainment program at my school. Mm. Like, knowing that I wanted to do it. I remember we went to orientation. Like, I snuck away from my mom to go talk to these people. Like, I remember that, you know what I'm saying? Um, but the responsibility of wondering if I'm gonna have a job after college kept uh, ringing in my ear, you know what I'm saying? Now, my mother was not beating me down with it. A lot of parents do beat their kids down with it, you know what I'm saying? But like, it was just like a constant reminder. So I made a decision to go a different route. You know what I mean? I tried to do this education route mm -hmm. and then I knew I didn't want to do that. So then I tried to do this communications route and I knew I didn't want to do that. Like I was literally in that theater building all the time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you look back on like, if you had just taken the chance, the anxiety, if you would just let go of that control and just said, hey, like, I want to take a chance and do this. This is clearly something that like, I'm, I'm drawn to, you know what I'm saying? Oh my um, gosh. And if that ain't the reason that I started the fearless in, in, in the first place, you know, yeah. we have to get past ourselves. My brother once told me, you're going to do such great things once you get past yourself. Yeah. And if you have anxiety or other mental issues, that's a really difficult thing to do. And, every, yeah. and there's so, like, I looked up a statistic where it's like one in four people have a mental illness, mm -hmm. you know, and yeah. that's why things like this are so important, which I think it's amazing that you, you brought this up because I, it brings us full circle and to the thesis question. Yay, thesis which question. Is, I almost feel like I know what you're going to say, but also I don't know what you're going to say. Because you All right, let's see. So the question is for you, Dwayne Murphy Jr., to end right, this out. Oh, wait, he's got to get he's got to get it going. He's got to get is it legal? Yeah, that's legal in Chicago. I was like, what? All right. I had some CBD oil. It is legal here in see. Chicago. Yeah. OK, so the thesis question is. If you could truly live fearlessly, what would you do? <laughs> truly live fearlessly what would i do uh like what would my dream life be uh it uh be very simple and i I'm, i think i'd be a very simple guy man i would uh if i could make a living um basically traveling and telling jokes man like i would like if i could just travel tell jokes anywhere i would that'd be great you know what i'm saying and that's it i, I would just get on a, get in a car drive to a city you know, find a venue that would let me uh, tell some jokes, and then I would do that, have some fun, pack up, go to the next place, do it, go, do it all over again, man. And that's mm. it, because I, uh, you know, especially with comedy, man, and like obviously living in the few places that I've lived, man. Nothing, I think, nothing really fulfills me more than just like being out amongst 
everybody and just seeing what the world is like. You know what I'm saying? I've never left the country. I'll give you, I'll tell you that. I've never left the country. i um, always wanted to. I plan to. I still plan to. But, yeah, maybe it's um, not the right time right now. <laughs> and uh, I got, there's a lot I'm fighting for here, man. I've been at these protests a lot, so I'm very focused on that. Oh, good for you. Good for yeah, you. Um, That's awesome. Um, but yeah, that, that, that would be my dream, man. Like, you know, it, it, again, I'm from achieving this, this so-called dream, which by the way, you're, you're pretty much halfway there. Yeah. You know I mean? Uh, you know, rent, that's important. Uh, <laughs> well, you just said that you would be traveling. Like that's, yeah. that's your, if you could truly live fearlessly, you travel. What's stopping you from getting a van, converting it and just getting the fuck out of town? Well, here's the, here's the duality of, uh, of all of that. Um, <laughs> the pragmatism the, the is pragmatism. getting in the way when you were trying to decide when you decided to take the education route when you were in college you decided yeah. to choose pragmatism over your creative artistry you you decided to, because you wanted to satisfy people and we do it I do it all the time but maybe the true spirit of an artist lies in what you're not afraid to do and what yeah. you're not afraid to do is is to put yourself out there and you do that all the time so what's, what's yeah. stopping you uh, I think, uh, I think, uh, the loneliness, it would definitely stop me. Um, I, that's something that, you know, while it would be ideal if I could travel and go out and do that, man, like, I, I, I think, uh, oh man, I, I'm always living with this battle of like, I want that life for sure. But like, I'm by myself all the time, you know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. like, you know, it's like, I, you know, um, and this is, this is definitely gonna, this is definitely not going to be easy for me to say, but it, it's the it's the God's honest truth, man. I would totally like to uh, also, you know, have like a family situation, you know what I mean, at some point, you know what I mean? I, I you know, like I said, like I, I I would like to do that whole thing, you know what I mean? Uh, that Why whole, is that whole, hard for you to say? Because it, it's fuck, because it's like, yeah, because it's, uh, it's scary, dude. It's scary to say. I think it's like scary for guys to say too, for some reason. I don't know. Like, you know, right now it's cool to just be like free. It's cool to be free and be on your own and like do your thing and be a rebel. You know what I'm saying? Blah, 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 bad. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I think I want that. And I think that'd be something I'd, I'd, I'd like to, to have at some point. Um, and uh, I've definitely. Uh, felt as though I've been just outside of making that a reality for a long time. So um, close you know what I mean? You could touch it, but you know, you still. Yeah, I've had some. I know. I'm. You know, I've, I've 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 met some met some people. You know, obviously there's nothing there. Other people, there was something there. You know what I mean? Or even when I was dating that girl for um uh, for that year and a half, man, we were talking about you know uh, the love you have for somebody not being mm -hmm. enough. I'm saying I know how much she loved me and how much I loved her and um you know you would think I like I, I look back I say what I just said looking back right I definitely had a relationship like that somebody who wanted to be with me um you know all that who I who I, who I loved who she loved but I uh, didn't wasn't happy you know what I'm saying wasn't happy mentally and everything and I knew that I was making her more sad because there were things that she saw in me that I did not see in myself and so when you have that type of relationship, it's just like, I was always coming from a place of pain when it came to her, you know what I mean? And she was coming out of something very painful. And mm -hmm. I, I would, you know, for all, she would constantly say, you know, being with me, she felt like that helped her stay away from, you know, the things that, you know, made her sad and things like that. You know, in my perspective, I fairly felt like I was making her sad um, because I couldn't 
to be happy, that type of thing. Um, well, right. Now well, I, that feel, I feel like a lot of the times when relationships end, it's like it's it's less that it's some love for that person is not enough, but it's also the you're lacking love for yourself. So how can mm-hmm. the love be for someone else be enough when you just have nothing left over for yourself? Yeah, and that's why the whole just get out on the road on your own appeals to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, go do your thing, man. Go be you. Do your thing. Blah blah blah. Um, but I. Uh, I've also already been doing that basically since I stepped out of stepped out of the house. Well, you know Dwayne Murphy Jr., it seems like you've already you're already living quite fearlessly. Yeah, I try. Yeah, and I try. on that note, my friend. Yeah. Uh yeah, uh if you uh would like to find me, Dwayne Murphy Jr., I am on Facebook, obviously. You can find me at Instagram. Uh, my handle is Murphy Jr. Jokes. And, uh, you know, M-U-R-P-H-Y-J-R, jokes, it's all one word, no space. Um, I'm also part of the Hood Nerd Network. You, have, you can check us out. We do our podcast just every Thursday about 4 p.m. We go live uh, on Facebook. We've expanded now. We're going to be on YouTube and Twitch pretty soon. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm just uh, out in these streets, baby, trying to make a difference. You know what I'm you know? And you, you know, are. We'll and you are. Trying to, uh, try to get these, uh, trying to get rights, you know, trying to get these rights for people. So that's a, that's a big thing. And I definitely want to say, I hope that message is, uh, comes across on the, uh, on the podcast, man. I, uh, I really am we're out here fighting for what we believe in, man. So it's, uh, means a lot to me. I hope it means a lot to the people watching. That stuff, so. That's it. That's, that's all I got. It does. It does. Okay, Dwayne. Well, good talking to you. Yeah. Good talking Thank to you. Thank you for thanks doing for, this. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I, I had a great time. I can't wait to see it. Oh, it's going to uh, be good. Yeah. It's going to be good. Okay, bye, Dwayne. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have another cup of coffee on me.